The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Gospel of the Lord. In the most recent study I could find, I learned that the average American spends 10 hours every day looking at a screen, either a computer screen, a smartphone or tablet screen, or a television screen. We spend a great deal, almost half of our day and more than half of our waking hours watching it something, looking for something. But for what are we looking? What are we keeping watch for? And admittedly, a lot of that, especially for those in the professional world, is spent doing work. But when we have time away from work, increasingly we're using that time, we're replacing one screen with another. A few years ago in the New York Times, I was reading a story, it was a feature-length thing on the Sunday, it's probably five years ago, and it was on how our brains are changing because of how we use screens. And it was talking about this family, was kind of the, the setup, and he was a computer something or other for his job, but when he would come home, the family time together would be they'd all sit in the family room, each on their own individual device, staring at a screen, looking for, watching for something, seeking. And if we're honest, oftentimes when we do that, when we search on a screen or when we binge on Netflix or something like that, we're looking for something that's convenient, something that's pleasurable, something that is easy. And I'm the first among sinners in this, I'll admit that. It's easier, I was, on Friday night, I wanted nothing more than to go to the soccer game. I love soccer, and yet I, had a, I gave a, a retreat, day, or a day of reflection yesterday out at the farm, and I didn't put together my outline. I had all of my research and notes, but I hadn't put together the outline until Friday night. And I wanted to blame someone else. I wanted to blame, you know, oh, I was so busy this week, I had a million things to do, and I did. But then as I was sitting there, listening to the soccer game through my open window, because that's the nice thing about living next to the soccer stadium, <laughs> And, you know, begrudging the fact that I was in the room and not outside because it was such a beautiful night and it was a big game and all of that. I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, like, throughout the week, when I, you know, took an hour, you know, in the afternoon, I set it aside to come do work, I spent maybe the first 20 minutes of that or 30 minutes of that scrolling through Twitter or Facebook for no reason. Why? Because it was easier to do that than it was to do the hard work of organizing my thoughts, of putting it down. 
And so when we get to this beautiful first reading from Isaiah where he asks, almost tongue-in-cheek, why, Lord, did you let us wander? Why did you let us harden our hearts? Why did you make us do that? We recognize that in ourselves. That it's not God who forces us to wander. He gives us this wonderful gift of free will. We choose to wander. We choose at times to harden our hearts because it's much easier to be the legend of Friday night than the everyday saint. It's much easier to do what is convenient and easy than what is hard and good. We are the ones who choose to wander. God gives us innumerable and immeasurable gifts, and we choose to say no at times, even in simple ways. It might not necessarily be sin, but we choose to do something that's idle, as opposed to something that is active and engaging and seeking the truth, the beauty, the goodness of God in his creation. And yet, the Lord loves us so much that he gives us a church, he gives us a sacrament, and he gives us the liturgical year. And he says to us tonight, right now, excuse me, today, he says to us today, watch, be vigilant. He gives us this wonderful season of Advent to remind us that he came into the world. God became one of us. He is like us in all things but sin. That he has shared with us those emotions, those passions, those struggles. And he has showed us the way. And he asks us to keep watch because he knows that as men and women of faith, we desire to change. We desire to be converted. We desire to be great. But oftentimes we start the bargaining. You know, I will take my faith more seriously when I graduate college. I will support that endeavor with my time and my talent and my treasure when I have more time and talent and treasure. And we start to recognize that when X comes, we haven't prepared ourselves for it and nothing changes, or X never comes. And we're left kind of idly sitting by, in mediocrity, not changing. And the Lord says, be vigilant. And then we have this absolutely beautiful reading from 1 Corinthians, the first part of 1 Corinthians, where St. Paul tells us exactly how Jesus desires to come into our lives. Grace and peace. Father John, if you haven't noticed, just had this very verse put on top of the door as you walk into church from the gathering space. That the Lord desires to give us grace and peace. The big changes, the big sacrifices, those things come later. He wants us to see how incrementally in our life he gives us sufficient grace for the day's trials, the day's struggles, the day's decisions. He wants to show us that he gives us his grace in the sacraments and he wants us to share more in that. He wants us to recognize that I, get more, I, I use God's grace in a better way when I pray daily, when I meditate on Christ's life, when I pray with Scripture, when I go regularly to the sacraments, especially confession in the Eucharist. When those become a part of my life, I start to see grace not just in the extreme parts of my life, but permeating every part of my life. Keep watch. Be vigilant. And when we start to see grace in our life, we start to see God's hand in our life in simple and subtle ways. We start to have peace in our lives. And doesn't this world need more peace? Peace in our friendships and family. Peace in our community. Peace in our world. And it starts with Christ. And it starts 
in here, in my heart. Keep watch. Be vigilant. Look for Christ in the poor. Look for Christ in the world. Look for Christ in the silent meditation on Scripture. Keep watch. Be vigilant. Jesus is there. Jesus is searching and looking for us. Keep watch. Be vigilant. Be courageous. And be peace and grace in the world.